Breakfast on 702. For the curious on 92.7 and 106 FM. And of course, as I said earlier on, joining me now is the Limpopo Health MEC, Dr. Popi Ramatuba, who's chatting to us about various interventions that have taken place in the province of Limpopo over the last couple of weeks, uh, specifically over the last couple of days, what the impact and outcomes of those interventions have been and what the way forward will be as far as the combat against COVID-19 in Limpopo is concerned. Uh, Dr. Ramatuba, good morning. Uh, morning and, and morning to all your listeners and, and thank you for inviting us. Thank you so much, MEC, for your time this morning. Um, I, I want to start here. It's mind-boggling for me. Uh, Limpopo province has conducted over 2.7 million screenings um, and 1,170 of those screenings were converted into actual tests. How did you manage uh, with less than 10,000 uh, health staff to be able to execute so many screenings in such a short space of time? I think what we we, we, we need to really appreciate uh, the effort that was put in, especially by all our the, the community healthcare workers, the, the, the field workers. What what we did is that when the president uh, pronounced that we we are going to conduct the massive testing and, and screening, we said as a provincial command council and, and start to put our own system. One of the issues which delayed us from starting was the PPEs, because if you might have noted that in areas where people started early, when we still having challenges of PPEs, the, the whole campaign was disrupted and the morale of the field workers went down and, and that affected the whole campaign of screening. We had to wait because we were saying to the minister, until such time when we were comfortable that the stock level in our depot will be able to uh, cater all the 10,000, uh, and including the, the, I mean, excluding the ones that are at the hospital's level, because those you must also continue to protect. You don't want a situation where your staff members will come up and say after working and say they don't have masks, they don't have gowns, and then they stop working. It definitely is going to to regress uh, the good work you are doing. So that was the first place that the first uh, thing that delayed us to start. And, and then secondly. We also were delayed by uh, the training. We had to go through rigorous training. And we must thank our uh, partners, social partners, your ANOVAs and a number of NGOs, uh, your Red Cross that came on board to make sure we trained all of them across the district mm. uh, to make sure that they are trained and they understand what they are dealing with. So those two were very key. Then later on, we were able to say, now we are ready, we can roll out. And remember the premier on the 14th, he had to come in because... As a chairperson of the command council, he had to come and launch so that it's not seen as the MEC for health. Because people tend to undermine when they don't see that particular uh, political leadership. So for him to really bring all the uh, his cabinet, MECs, all of them, 10 of them, they were allocated villages. They move around with our committee as workers, the mayors across the province, the councillors were told, this is what you are going to monitor this process you are going to provide the political leadership because this is a pronouncement by the president, not by even the Minister of Health. Right. So I can tell you that that leadership which was provided has resulted in all of us going to work and, and, and you see the results today. Now, maybe coming to your exact question, what makes us to 
really get this number. You see, when you look at uh, all these uh, paiders that were deployed and trained, we then allocate them to say, let's say on average you do 10 households as an, as an individual and add all of them there. Each, uh, each household has got an average of seven, uh, five to seven people. And we gave them the tools to can screen uh, five to seven in, in one uh, household. That's why we were able to cover that number because everybody was task orientated. They were able to do that. Many people are saying, no, the work, maybe it was a shoddy job. I want to get to that, actually. I want to ask you about that because I saw a really interesting tweet uh, from someone who said, here's what they did when they came to my house. They got in, knocked on the door. My mom went to speak to them. They took off their masks and asked her if anyone in the house had COVID-19 symptoms. They assumed we knew what those were. We said no. They took our details and they left. Are you confident that the screening process has been more rigorous than this anecdote? I think I think you, 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 one thing that you you, you can't uh, run away is that you cannot guarantee that all your cadres that you've deployed each and every one uh, did uh, the work the way you wanted to. But majority of those that we have, as I've indicated, we were monitoring at that particular level. Majority of them, when they they went there, they did that. Uh, as, uh, you know what I remember is that. On, on the on the 14th and the 15th, before they could even have confidence, I think it was in Capricorn. That's where we received those uh, uh, some of those complaints. We then sat down and and sent send all our uh, uh, supervisor uh, uh, op- operational managers from the clinics and whatever to sit with them. And and each morning before they are released to go out, they would have a, a short briefing and be a, a task and be really be brought confident to begin to to understand what needs to be done and after that that's when we started to see a number of referrals increasing for right. for testing now we were the fact that we were able to to refer more than 2700 and and were able to test 1770 and remember even some of the cases we were able to pick up uh, who tested positive through this particular process. Right. These are people who will not have tested positive if this works. I want to get to, 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 to the referrals part, but I, I just want to maybe just finish off the screening part by asking this. You mentioned that you rece- your office received complaints about inadequate screening taking place. You then sat with the supervisors, the supervisors took care of it, and you saw an uptake in the number of referrals. Are you going to do anything, uh, MEC, about going back to some of the households that were inadequately screened and some of the communities and screen them a second time around to make sure that the screening was done sufficiently? You see, in, in our next level, because we have learned a lot of, 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 of things from this, our, our strategy is to say, once we, we are done with the stage five on Friday, we, we are beginning to bring in, there are a number of general practitioners out there who currently, because of the lockdown, even as in government, we're not seeing patients. Many of them are sitting and they don't, the nature of, of their, their job, they are seen as essential services. But because we don't have uh, economic activity, many of them are sitting and they are not working because they are not seeing patients. It's not worth it to open your practice and, and you see only one patient. You have to pay the rent, pay your cleaners, pay everybody. It, it, it's difficult. So what we are doing as a province is to bring them on board and right. say, 
you are running a practice in this particular village. We are assigning you so many of these uh, community health care workers together with your the, the tracer team, which is comprising of 589 professional nurses. And then in that work, we are going to go back to the community. This time around, we will not only be screening for COVID. We, we want, because the GP knows who has got, who's diabetic there. But so that when we move to that level of saying the 60 years and above need to be locked down and to protect them in quarantine, mm. the GP must lead that particular work. So that is our next step, which you will see us starting to implement in the, in the next coming weeks. So just to understand you very clearly, uh, MEC, your office will be uh, delegating uh, duties to private doctors with private practice and your office will then remunerate them for that? We, yes, we want to, to go into a contract with them. You know, for us, we are saying, unless we, we don't get the, the support from up there, but we believe this is how to go. If we, we, we for, the, for whatever grant that is given on, on human resources, we need each and every GP around. Whether it's in Sishiro Township, you must be able to say this GP in zone four, you are allocating this, this whole zone and this particular uh, uh, community. Start working on them. Remember, this is not for the first time that we'll be doing a GP contracting. Right. During the NHI pilot, there was that, but it was not done correctly. We think the model that we want to use as Limpopo will be able to assist us even in future uh, when you will know what is the burden of disease. You will yeah. know who exactly must be locked down, who is at risk, who you want to protect on getting the virus. So that, that's what we are saying as South Africans, that we, the virus can get me and you, but because of our age and, 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 and our health status, we'll fight it. But those who are vulnerable, we need to get to them, but... Now, if you elevate it to the level of a GP, even those households that send us complaints that uh, the work was not done, they will be catered during the next level of this uh, program. Just but as it is for now, I am confident that the screening has been able to reflect that Linden Popo, one, we don't have any hotspot. Two, we don't have any uh, local transmission. is very minimum. Three, we are still suffering from the inter-provincial transmission. Yeah. And come Friday... People are still going to have a lot of interprovincial transmission. The mine workers will be coming back so that they can operate 50%. We are pleading with the mine workers and the mine owners, not the workers, the owners, that please quarantine them for 14 days. We have seen that government immediately when they, our Cuban uh, 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 colleagues, when they landed, they've been taken to quarantine for 14 days. So why can't we do the same from for a mine worker? Who's coming right, all right. over the world to yeah. come to work, currently 14 days, then we'll be able to win this thing. On that, do you, there are 217 Cuban doctors welcomed into the country. Would you like to see some of them delegated to the province of Limpopo and how many? I, I think what, what is it, it's currently happening is that the, the National Department of Health is looking into the whole uh, uh, allocation. As Limpopo, we are going to, to welcome. The skills that the, the skills that we are really looking for, for instance, we don't have luxury of a, a, a specialist areas. You see, the, 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 let me give an example. Family medicine, we don't have a problem with that. We've got our GPs that we must put into. We've got those medical officers that were not uh, who will be completing their community service. We can put them into the system. We've got those who are Cuban trained medical officers whom we can put in the system. So family medicine is not actually 
a, a problem mm, for us. Mm. What skills do you need? The specialist, when you're looking for epidemiologists, we really do not have as a province. Right. We don't have the luxury of that. When you look at physicians, those who have done internal medicine, as a province, we really do not have. When you're looking for those who are going to work in your ICUs and whatever, we don't have as a province. When you're looking for those who will be working as nephrologists for some of these patients complicate. We've got only one nephrologist as a province, both public and private. So you, you see, those are the areas that as Limpopo we are looking for. But Absolutely. when you talk of family medicine, you're talking about the GPs, those who can be able to do uh, and, and be able to improvise, as I've already indicated, we, we, we still have to exhaust the number of current GPs whose hands are not full. We want yeah. even medical officers in our hospitals whom we can deploy to those areas to can do the work because the hospitals are currently not dealing yeah. with head injuries and so forth. Thank you so much for your time this morning, MEC Popiramatuba. Really do appreciate it and all the best in Limpopo. Thank you. That is the MEC of Health in Limpopo Province, Dr. Poppy Ramatuba. What do you make of that? Do tweet me some of your reactions to that interview. Tweet me at Oliver underscore speaking. Fantastic work happening in Limpopo. Private doctors will now have the opportunity of providing services on behalf of the state, going into a contract with the state. Very interesting development over there. What do you make of that?